Hello, sister friends. Welcome to this week's episode. Sex trafficking is a booming industry that unfortunately continues to grow because of an ever-increasing demand. Sex trafficking includes prostitution, pornography, and illicit acts with adults or minors. This is a very real issue, and it doesn't discriminate regardless of race, age, or gender, or status, and maybe even closer to home than you think. Let's dive into today's conversation on sex trafficking. Let's have a conversation. Welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper, and I'm glad that you have joined us today. And we have a wonderful table here. I have again with me my co-host, Catherine Young. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> this is our fourth season, and we have been just really enjoying this season. Some great conversations we've been having. And then today, again, I have with us Ms. Chantal Small. Hello, nice to see you again. <laughs> yes, it's good to be here with you all again. So our cup for today is RCC. I love RCC. And you might say, well, what is RCC? I love Restoration Crisis Center, and it is a, a ministry that uh, ministers to women and uh children and families here in the Shreveport Bossier area. They provide um, life uh, life care classes. Mm -hmm. They provide uh, domestic abuse uh, prevention classes and courses. They are a safe haven for those that need a place to go um, that are fleeing um, abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. And they just do a whole host of things uh, for the family. And so if you haven't uh, heard of RCC, Google them. Uh, my good friend, Apostle uh, Brenda Ashley, uh, is the uh, overseer and pastor uh, and the founder of RCC, and they do a great work here in the city. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about um, sex trafficking. Yeah. And there's a saying that says sex sells. And um, it's a, a common phrase. Uh, I hate that it's um, true, um, but we, we find out every day you can't even, you know, watch a commercial about washing a car, yeah. drinking a Pepsi or a hamburger yeah. without them sexualizing it yes. in some way um, because sex sells. Mm -hmm. And so, but we want to talk about the, the back door, the, the dark side. Um, and that would be uh, sex trafficking, because in our area, not just globally, but in our particular area of Louisiana, it has become a, a hot spot and it has um, a lot of activity, uh, criminal activity um, in uh, sex trafficking. And so we want to talk about that. Um, I want to give just a briefly a little backdrop and then we'll um, let our guests talk. Um, so millions of men and women and children across the country and even the world are victims of human trafficking, uh, forced labor, sex, and other types of exploitation. 
there are three types of human trafficking. There's labor, there's sex, and then there's war slavery. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to just stick primarily with the sex part, the mm -hmm. sex trafficking. And so our expert uh, at the table, someone that has firsthand knowledge and experience with sex trafficking, would be Ms. Chantal. Mm -hmm. And um, Chantal, can you tell us how you got involved or you gained interest in uh, sex trafficking? Yes. So um, if you probably already know this, but the majority of sex trafficking victims are actually victims of child abuse. Okay. So it starts with a personal story of my own, of my own abuse when I was a child. And um, my sister, who was adopted actually into my family, she was abused by her own biological father. So that's where my interest came from, just growing up in that, in that pain that okay. I had and the pain that I saw her go through. Uh, but here recently, I've actually been serving with the Hub Ministry and alongside the Care Pregnancy Center, what we do as far as like noticing when we see signs of victims, um, just seeing the heartbreak of these women as they're older and again, previous child abuse victims and knowing that there could be freedom from that for them, um, from their past and for their children so that the cycle doesn't repeat. That's pretty yeah. much where my heart came from with that. Okay, mm -hmm. and you and it sounds like you're very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and usually the things that we volunteer for or our interests um, generally stay close to the vest of what we've experienced mm -hmm. um, throughout our lives, whether it's yes. at, through our childhood or in our um, young adult life mm -hmm. or proximity with people that maybe we know. Yes. You know, so um, Miss Kathy, what has your, how did your interest, what piqued you in um, sex trafficking and and um, getting involved and getting more information about it? You know, mainly um, the military, they would train us on different things. Mm -hmm. um, and anytime a training come in, everybody had to do the training. Okay. So one of the trainings were, was sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. um, the signs of it, how it looks, how everybody could look normal. Mm -hmm. And then you might have a perpetrator that come to work with you every day, but just those signs. And then when I started working for the Care Parenting Center, mm -hmm. you'll see different, you know, women who have been that route. Okay. Or just different things like that. But personally, no. But just to see the different how blatant it is now, okay. because I just couldn't believe when I went through the train and I was like, is this even real? Wow. But it's, okay. re it's real. Yes. Okay. So that's why we're talking about it, because I think most people, um, unless they have a firsthand an, an account with it, um, it's just under the radar. Yes. It's not like on, you know, the perimeter of what um, their interests might be as far as um, outreach or as far as nonprofits yes. and helping. Yes. I mean, you see different celebrities that maybe, mm -hmm. I think the little the little red ribbon, mm -hmm. different symbols where people were talking about um, human uh, trafficking, yes. um, talking about sex slaves mm -hmm. and, and those things. But in outside of those perimeters, um, it's just, it's not something that people talk about right. or that they sign up to say, well, how can I volunteer and help yes. in that particular area? Yes. You know, uh, the definition of human trafficking, uh, the definition textbook says sex trafficking where a commercial sex mm -hmm. act is mandated by force. So you say, well, what is sex trafficking? For those of you that may be wondering, it's when a sex act is mandated by force, fraud or coercion or where the person is forced to perform the act and, and they're not 18 oh um, and they're at least under, the, you know, 18 years old. So it's that's interesting right there mm -hmm. is that they would actually target our children, mm -hmm. you know, 
um, harboring recruitment because if you can give consent, then it's not sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, mutual. Yeah. So um, the the evil of it is, is that it's something that they're taking right. and lording over someone else. Right. And it's uh, the, the easiest prey would be a minor. Right. Yes. Yeah. Harboring, recruitment, transportation, provision, or obtaining an individual for labor or services through using fraud, force, or coercion for the purpose to subject them, uh, the individual, to involuntary uh, solitude, debt, bondage, or slavery. Yes. So under sex trafficking, um, slavery still exists, right. um, debt bondage, holding people um, in bondage because they owe a debt. In the U.S., sex trafficking usually preys upon people with a history. And this is very interesting. Not only do they prey on our children, but they generally prey on people with a history of mental, physical, and sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. So mental abuse, sexual abuse, mm -hmm. and um, physical abuse. Mm -hmm. And that just right there just reminds me of why it's so important that we take the stigma off of abuse, right. yes. off of domestic violence, yes. or even off of uh, people that are having mental, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Because the, the longer they stay underground mm -hmm. or in denial of what's happening to them, um, they instantly have like a target on their head right. for, for the predator. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. You know, um, I had a conversation with someone recently concerning the Me Too movement, and they were frustrated because of now you, you kind of see on social media that there's a trend of just making awareness of child sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. And they said, why wasn't this made aware with the Me Too movement? And I said, I think you're misunderstanding the whole point. Mm -hmm. These Me Too movement women were child sex traffic victims because the majority of them were abuse victims. That It just continued. The cycle mm -hmm. just continued mm -hmm. with them. And so... Um, basically, you have someone who's not healed, and that's all the life they've known. They don't know what healing looks like yes. until they have that that counseling opportunity, someone to make aware of what what freedom would look like. Mm -hmm. And so the cycle just continues with that person and with that individual to where they're a woman or an, a grown man, and that's still continuing. Right. So sex trafficking usually preys upon people with a history of mental, um, physical, or sexual abuse. Sex trafficking may occur in a residential brothel. Online escort services, hostess clubs. Now, these are all actual jobs mm -hmm. yes. that people actually have yes. that, you know, as a career. Mm -hmm. um, but the underbelly of mm -hmm. a lot of those jobs um, have the possibility, not to say that all of them do, mm -hmm. but they, they can become fronts, yes. you know. Yes. Um, so residential brothels, online escort services, mm -hmm. Hostess clubs, massage businesses, strip clubs, and street prostitution. The internet has been found to be the major strategic tool used to recruit sex trafficking victims. And so this kind of ties into even our last episode when we talked about porn. Yes. Because, you know, um, it's a, it is a gateway. It could be a gateway right. that leads into um, sex trafficking and um, what are your, your... And it's odd because you see a lot of parents talking now about how they saw, heard, or the kids told them, 
that they were talking to people through the computer. Mm-hmm. And then these were adults on the other end disguising themselves as children. Right. right. And I think it was 60 Minutes or Dateline did a whole series on it. And then they exposed the perpetrator in the end. Do you know you was talking to a child? But right. it goes back like we think sometimes. I was thinking when we talked about doing this show, you remember the movie Taken? Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. They Mm -hmm. took her, took her overseas, and that how it all leads back to, like you said, um, even runaways. Mm -hmm. We see kids missing. They find them in a whole nother country. That's even if they find them at all. Right. And it's just... I was like, I just can't believe this is so real in right. our time. Yeah. Because we might be thinking we're just watching a movie. Right. But then this happens. Right. It, and it's it's a reality for um, people, um, for a lot of people everywhere, not just in the United States, yes. but literally around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and I I can't help to think about how does this intersect? Is there an intersection with homelessness? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Um, you mentioned, um, I think you mentioned foster care. So the majority of the victims, you take a group like NAMBLA, who are perpetrators who are specifically targeting young boys. Mm-hmm. The main thing they say is we want to go after single parent homes because they're the most oh, vulnerable. Yes. We want to go after foster kids because they're the most vulnerable. Um, runaways, you know, there are people, traffickers stationed in certain train stations, certain uh, bus places where they can find these kids that are homeless or, or these runaway kids who are oftentimes foster foster care children who have already had abuse where they can locate them and target them. And it's, you know, it's not always brazen to the, to the point to where they're, you know, they're kidnapping someone. Oftentimes it's grooming. I can Mm -hmm. be a parent to you. I can be a good boyfriend to you. And so they, Mm -hmm. they take these children and even parents, they'll even groom the parents because usually the perpetrator is a family member or close friend Mm. um, under the guise of, I'm going to be a good friend to your family. I'm going to be a good friend to your children. And that, so it can, it can even come underlying like that. Not so much as in your face, you know? So it's wow. subtle. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a subtle um, thing Absolutely. that how they, how they do. And it's, it's strange when Chantal was talking, I say, these rascals got a plan. They yeah. strategic how it's just Very. not we're going to run that snatch somebody come out. They plan Oh, this. absolutely. In fact, right. I tell you, I had a young girl. She was in my youth. Um, I, I youth pastor um, outside of um, the care pregnancy center <laughs> for some years. And young girl, she's beautiful. I've known her since she was 11. Um, she came to my center a couple, about two years ago now when she was 15, pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but she came with the father of the baby who was in his 30s. Now, the problem is, is that here's this young girl. um, Her parents are here illegally. Um, They don't want to tell the police what's happening to the daughter because they're afraid that they're going to be taken. Um, And this man preyed on the family in the sense, and this is what she's telling me, you know, he was like a a stepfather to me, Mission Town. You know, he's someone that that would pay for my school supplies. He's someone that would bring groceries. And so there's this sense of grooming that overtook her. And ultimately she felt like she was betraying her family by turning him in. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. And so that's another um, example of why um, it's so important that we not only um, pay attention um, to our children's surroundings, Mm -hmm. but then that we also um, pay attention as community um, to um, the young people, and especially those that are in the the vulnerable population, uh, to their surroundings mm-hmm. and, and not just be so have a blind eye mm-hmm. or that, you know, how the, the whole thought of if it's not happening to me or to my family, 
I have no interest, mm -hmm. you know, but really um, putting, becoming the feet in the hands of Jesus mm -hmm. to where um, our eyes are wide open mm -hmm. and our ears are wide open mm -hmm. and, and to be in a position to say, Lord, how could you use me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We can't, you may not be able to rescue everyone, but how can you use me and what, you know, position can I play in combating um, against this evil? Because that's yes. really what it is. Yes. It's a it's an evil in the earth. You know, the scripture says in John 10 and 10, and many of us have heard this scripture if you've been to any Bible study mm -hmm. or any Christian um, involvement at all, um, where the scripture says the thief's purpose Evil's purpose, the thief, the enemy's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus says, but I come that you would have life and that more abundantly, that you would have life, a richness, a fullness, a completeness, um, and that completeness would satisfy. Yes. Um, he only comes to bring good, you yes. know, into our lives. And so it, it becomes our jobs, not just as mothers, because we, as mothers, we have that, that interest, that interest, it, yeah. the, um, the word I'm trying to say, yes. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the intuition, yeah. Yeah. Um, intrinsic, yeah. uh, it comes to us naturally. It's embedded in us yes. to mm -hmm. care, to, to cover. Yes. Um, but even outside of that, in our in our Christian walk, mm -hmm. we should be, you know, concerned about our neighbor. That's right. We should be that good That's Samaritan right. Right. that when we see, you know, Absolutely. young people on the street, that we don't just pass them by yes. or that that we just ignore them and, and get back to that community that we ask people questions like, mm -hmm. are you OK? Mm -hmm. You know, recently we were at the mall shopping and. um was at Dillard's, and this one of the workers there, she was getting ready to check us out. And as she began to check us out, she just started crying. Mm -hmm. And um, at first I was like, okay, you know, I'm just trying to buy this stuff. It's a sale. I'm trying to get up out of here. Y'all didn't come here for this today, you know, in the back of my mind, you know. Because when you're a pastor, it's 24 hours. So yes. you're just like just trying to find moments where, mm -hmm. you know, you just be a normal person. So, um, but she was really hurting. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, you know, sis, is what's going on? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. And usually my husband was with me. Usually he beats me <laughs> yes. to the punch. Because yes. everyone's a soul. Everyone's lost yes. in his mind. You know, so he's always <laughs> witnessing, you know. <laughs> and well, he'll start and I'll go the other way. Uh -huh. Just being transparent. So... I really just reached out to her and she just began to cry more mm -hmm. and she just began to say, to give us this long story about her boyfriend and just abuse. And, and we took that moment and we just ministered to her mm -hmm. in, in the middle of Dillard's, mm -hmm. you know, and comforted her yeah. and let her know that God's got better for you. Mm -hmm. You've made the right decision mm -hmm. by leaving him at the door. Don't That's take right. him back. Change your phone number. That's right. You know, <laughs> where he can't call you no more. Mm -hmm. And just begin to minister to her. But it's like God is calling us back to those moments. That's right. Where, because we don't, I don't know, you know, what um, her issue mm -hmm. in totality, yes. what it was. 
And it could have been, it could have just been God's divine moment for us to run into her mm -hmm. so that we could give her that extra, you're doing the right thing, baby. Don't take him back. Yes. You know, that what she might have needed, yes. you know. Mm -hmm. But it took me to get outside of myself mm -hmm. um, and to be in that moment. Yeah. Right. You know, Pastor Teresa, as believers, just like you're saying, you know, um, when you look at the scriptures, it says good religion is taking care of orphans and widows. Yes. That's right. Our, I truly believe our modern day orphans and widows are those single parent homes, especially yes. that woman who does not have that father or be a father, you know, mm -hmm. but those children who don't have even a covering of protection and yes. safety yes. in that home. Those are the ones that are so vulnerable and they're going to be our next leaders in this country, our next, yeah. wor you know, world leaders. And so just being a good believer believer is taking care of, is being an advocate for those that need help and, yeah, and are vulnerable. That's the, that's the justice part we're mm -hmm. called to do. Absolutely. You know, for the widows, the orphans, and our Judea and our Samaria, yeah. our surroundings. And if you think about this time that we're in, they're talking about sex trafficking so much. And then you look at this perpetrator. He had all these girls. It's been on the news. I won't say his name, but all these girls had similar pasts. Mm. They were all single parent from single parent right, homes. Right. They all had a need okay. that wasn't being met. I'm going to school. I'm seeing you dress nice. You have mm. okay. So well, let's go to his house. He'll give you two hundred dollars for a massage, mm -hmm. and then it opened up doors. They'll groom one woman, and then she'll go get somebody else. Yeah, and then next thing you know, he flying to an island with. Girls. Girls. And it's just over and over. It's the same type of woman. If you look at them on TV, they were all had similar stories. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's so important to um, that we also teach our girls mm -hmm. and our sister friends yes. uh, not to be thirsty. Yes. So thirsty. Yes. Or needy mm -hmm. um, to the point that there's things that we can't control. But then there's things that we can. Yes. And our emotional state and our um, state of being empty that causes us to act out in certain ways, Those some of those things we can be in control of. Yes. Over, you know what I mean? Yes. We may not be able to control the parents or the family we were born into. We, at, at this moment, we may not be able to, to control our economic situation or what have you. But, th but there are certain things that we can control when it comes to our responses, mm -hmm. our emotional state, mm -hmm. um, taking care of ourselves yes. so that we don't um, unknowingly put ourselves in um, yeah. positions of harm. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, not having pride. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times um, we instead of pride will, will prevent us from seeking help, mm -hmm. um, whether it's from family members mm -hmm. or whether it's from community agencies. Um, and that very pride could put us in situations where we could run into a predator. Right. You know what I mean? Like we didn't knowingly run into a predator, mm -hmm. but our pride of not being able to ask for help mm -hmm. um, put us in a vulnerable position yes. to where predators are 24 hours around the clock. That's they right. don't sleep. Mm -hmm. That's so right. they're, you may not be looking for them, but they're actively looking for you. Yes. And so that would be one um things that, that you can um, personally take responsibility for mm -hmm. and prevent. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Um, D.C., in my studies, I saw that um, D.C. and Nevada have the highest cases of sex trafficking. And it was, and I know like in Nevada, having prostitution being legal or not legal, it, it wasn't necessarily 
a factor, you know, whether it was illegal to do it or whether it was legal to do it. Um, For whatever reason, that state um, and D.C. has a high um, rate of um, sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even when hearing about family members that just suddenly decided to move to, to Vegas, not, it's not always for fun yes. or just yes. because it's a, it's, it's a 24 hour, you know, state, it stays mm-hmm. alive, a city that's always alive, mm-hmm. um, asking questions to make sure that they've not gotten themselves into something that they can't get themselves yeah, out of. Absolutely. You know, let me ask a question, because I know you said you volunteer at, you know, with the hub and different things. When you generally approach those women, do they look at do they really seem like they want a way out or you try to talk to them? That's a good question. Uh So um, so I volunteer at the hub. Um, I volunteer with the strip team ministry where we go into the strip clubs and we pretty much share the support group that they offer, that the hub offers, which is amazing. They offer free counseling, free health care. So they're essentially trying to help them get a way out and job skill training. So in the beginning, you know, you try to develop a relationship with them. It's what we call friendship evangelism Mm -hmm. so that they can see your heart and know that you're sincere. Um, And so in the the beginning, like I said, a lot of them have grown up in that type of a lifestyle. So they don't necessarily see their lifestyle as being problematic. Mm -hmm. So when we come to the spiritual conversations, which we get to have a little bit later, you know, I asked them, when was the last time you had peace? When was the last time you felt whole? You know, if you can do something different than this, what would it be? And so there are times, oftentimes, well, they'll just, you know, break down and be honest and say, I don't want to live like this, but I don't know what other job I can get. And, you know, it's unfortunate because our culture, not just um, our worldly culture, but even our church culture, looks down at women like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And again, forgetting that they they were once children that were hurt. And Mm -hmm. that's how I always see them. Mm -hmm. And so it's amazing that what the ministry is doing to rescue them and offer them those free things. But I think as a church culture, we need to change our mindset. Mm -hmm. For example, in Texas, uh, an 11-year-old girl was being solicited to have sex with a 50-year-old man. Mm -hmm. They arrested the 11-year-old girl was at a truck stop, but they did not arrest, arrest the eleven year the fifty year old man, and this was just two years ago. So wow. the, the mindset behind you know the you know we're coming after the prostitutes that has to change because they are the ones that are the victims. Good. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's yeah. Wow. Mm. So culture has to change. Yes. And um, and I think it starts with us um, realizing that um, sex sells, and that's not something that we want to you know be you know, full-blown necessarily in our culture, yeah. that we, we need to rethink that, yes. you know, yes. um, because th- they create whole marketing campaigns mm-hmm. just based off of appealing to people's lusts yes. and to their desires. Right. Yes. And, and it's more towards the, 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 the lower nature, the, the, the underbelly of yeah. the desire, yes. um, not the wholesomeness yes. of the desire, yes. you know. Um, you might be watching. You say, "Well, what can I do? Because I'm not out there trafficking, and I'm not a, a predator, mm-hmm. or you know. So, what can I do? And um, organize uh, fundraisers at your school. Mm-hmm. Um, organize um, and donate funds to anti-trafficking organizations. Mm-hmm. That's something real that you can do. That you could you can even probably track your dollars as you're doing it, mm-hmm. um, and it's tangible, mm-hmm. um, right? a letter to your state or local federal legislators to let them know that you're concerned about it. I think the more that we get louder about it, the more that we put a demand on that this is not acceptable, um, then, 
you know, government and the people that are in authority, they can do something about it. Um, ask, uh, send letters asking, what are you doing about it? If you, your church, um, asking your pastor, you know, what, what are we doing to um, combat um, sex trafficking? And are we aware as a church of what's going on around, you know, our locale, mm-hmm. you know, our community, our state, um, or our city. So those are real tangible things that you can do. Um, have you met someone, Chantal, that has, you know, made a lifestyle change or, or that was rescued? Yes, actually, I've met two, um, okay. actually through the Pregnancy Center. So we have the uh, fortunate um, connection with the hub. So once we see a young lady or young woman that comes through our ministry, we ask, we're, we're taught to ask them certain questions. For example, we're not you can ask them, you know, have you, are you being abused? But most of the time, if they've grown up with that, they're not going to recognize that terminology. Okay. Wow. So what we ask them instead is, have you ever traded sex for anything? And that's mm-hmm. generally, you know, they've traded it for rent or they've traded it for food. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had two young ladies. One was a 19-year-old girl. Another one was 20-something, but she was also um, one of the strippers at the club. So she actually came to see me after I had met her. Um, and they're now with Purchased. And so it's an amazing, you know, opportunity that we get to partner with the community to help with that. But I think being, I think all of us should consider ourselves mandated reporters because yes. essentially, you know, we know, especially as believers, we know what it looks like to feel free. Yeah. And if you see, like you said, Pastor Teresa, if you see someone who seems hurting, you know, just being that caring voice and just saying, can I, can I pray for you? Are you yeah. okay? Can I help you? Maybe that's the opportunity to rescue someone in the middle of, of a crisis situation. Right. Yeah, that's good advice. So um, the Hub is a ministry here locally um, that you can get involved in uh, and see how you can volunteer and take part in that. You know, I think all of us have a a part that we can play. Um, Ultimately, um, we can pray. We can add that to our prayer list um, that we would pray for those that may be in harm's way, those that may be being trafficked. one of the scriptures that the Lord um, gave me was in Jeremiah 29 and 12. And we tend to use this, this in, in that particular um, scripture area of, of Jeremiah, you know, the famous, I know the plans that I have yeah. for you. They're plans of peace and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Um, but this, this, this one little verse in the 12th chapter that says, and in those days, when you pray, I will listen. And I thought to myself, well, you know, we just take that scripture and we apply it to ourselves. But when you really read the story, he was talking to a people that were in bondage, that were in slavery. And they were asking God, why are we in this condition? And he says to them, and in those days, while you're in uh, bondage, while you're being lorded over, when you pray, I will listen. And so in in these days, while we're in a pandemic, while we are in distress, while we're in trouble, and in these days, while you may be uh, trafficked, you might be finding yourself in a situation that is beyond your control. Um, the Lord says, when you pray, I will listen. I will answer you. And then we can apply that scripture. Yes. I know the plans yes, right. that I have for you. That's and right. so the Lord... Um, strengthen you today uh, to, to be, be a part of the difference. Uh, the Lord, if you're watching, the Lord strengthen you today to reach out for help if you need help today. 
and he will respond. And uh, we're believing for you. We're praying for you. And together, as sister friends, we're going to do everything we need to do to help make our world a better place to live in. Thank you for joining us today. God bless. Thank you for joining the conversation today on sex trafficking. Sex sells, but we can make a difference in the impact of sex trafficking. Leave us a comment. Let's keep the conversation going. Follow us across all of our social media platforms. We want to hear from you. We're praying for you. And don't forget, something to sip on is next. Hello, this is something to sip on. Kathy, what are we sipping on today? I would say this. This may not be your story, but you know someone whose story this is, or even a similar story. If it is your story, reach back and help someone else out. We are our Samaria and our Judea. Reach out and help someone in your community. That's good. Reach out and help somebody. Be the change you want to see. Listen, watch, and speak. Listen, watch, and speak. And when you um, put your mind to do that, the Lord will open up wide doors of opportunity. That's what Paul said. The Lord has opened up a wide door of opportunity for me to minister. And God will put people in your way so that you can minister to them. That's something to sip on. Ms. Chantal, what are you sipping on? Um, If this is your story and you resonate with this, shame is not a covering, but healing can be a covering. So you can seek healing and know that wholeness is for you. That's good. Good. Shame is not a covering, but healing is.